Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go.
Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. And today I have a friend on here. Her name is Arian Alexander, and she is known as the Rock Your Life Coach. She has a master's degree in spiritual psychology. She helps female entrepreneurs and businesswomen step into new possibilities so they can create a life and career they've always dreamed of. So Arian is so much fun, and she's also so heart led. And I love this about her. She spent over 12 years as a high level executive in the fashion business and walked away from a successful career to follow her heartfelt dream of succeeding in the entertainment industry. And she's also a transformational life coach. So not only that, she also has consistent work as an actor on TV shows like Justified, Grey's Anatomy, The People vs. OJ Simpson. And she's also the host of two TV shows and she's booked numerous commercials. So in other words, she's created the life of her dreams as a Rock Your Life coach for over a decade, and she helps women do the same in a fun, inspired, and transformative way. And you guys, today on this podcast, we are going to talk so much about confidence, about getting what you desire, and just making sure that you have fun doing it. So I'm sure you're going to hear her laugh is infectious, and I hope that you guys can have have some fun along the way with us. So let's get started. Arian, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. It's awesome to be here with you. You know, I'm I'm really thrilled to have you because we haven't really hit on confidence and fun on my podcast and you know, you are the epitome of confidence and fun to me. So for people who do not know Arian, um, she actually is somebody that we met at our gym. And I'm telling you, it was like, I spotted her from a mile away because she has just this amazing energy about her, this great smile, this blonde hair, her shoulders are back, and she just looks like she is ready to make your day. <laughs> and I love that about you. And I also, you know, you spoke at Bliss Project, and I loved hearing uh, from you. And we had so many people who just wanted a piece of your confidence, and you were able to kind of guide us along in that. And I know this is what you do. So for everyone who doesn't get to meet you in person. Has life always been this way for you? Have you always been super confident and larger than life? I love that question. And I would say I've always had a larger than life persona and personality. Um, probably partly because I'm 5'10". I've kind of been 5'10 since I was 13 years old. So I kind of was always you know, a little different than, than all the other girls just because I was so tall. And I've always been very enthusiastic and positive. But I will say this, the confidence did not come until later in life. And I, while I excelled, I've kind of always been an achiever and I've always excelled. But I wouldn't say I was always confident. I just had a natural... I think people looked at me because I was, I've always been so tall and kind of regal that people just kind of looked at me as the, you know, with status and like I'm an expert, even if I wasn't. Mm. <laughs> and so, I remember when I, I showed horses, I showed quarter horses competitively when I was a kid. That's what I did all growing up. And I would, I would really mess up my patterns and it, we're judged on all these kind of different things. And I would mess the whole thing up and I would still win the class and I never understood it. But looking back, I understand it because people just assumed I was really good at what I did because I kind of walked, you know, like you said, with my shoulders back and kind of this air about me. And so I, I thought 
God, I was just really good at kind of faking it because I wasn't really confident. It, it really grew over the years. Mm. That's so interesting because it, it really could have gone either way. You know, I hear so many people who are like, well, I was taller than everyone. So I just kind of wanted to shrink down and I put my shoulders forward and, you know, whatever that was. So what do you think made you embrace it? Wow, that's such a good question. I think that I just, I just used everything I had for my advantage. And I just didn't, you know, it's kind of like I just dealt with what was given to me. And I just didn't think too much about it. I kind of always had this innate sense that for whatever reason, how I was, you know, tall and big, and it was just like the hand I was dealt, so I had to deal with it. But on the flip side, what was interesting is um, much, much later in life, in my 30s, I, one of the brand, my first brand that I had, the first brand that I created was called Big Blonde and Beautiful. And it was really, um, it's funny how you have to create something because I wasn't living in it yet. I still had this inside internally. I was still like, <laughs> ah, I'm so big. I'm you know, like, I was always thinking I was fat or I was not, you know, skinny enough. And I was so different than everybody else. And, and so I was not embracing just the fullness of who I am. And so I had to create a brand around it to like prove it. And so I had my brand called Big Blonde and Beautiful that I had for a long time. And it was really my way of proclaiming it until I could internally proclaim it that I don't need that brand anymore. You know, now I live it. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't have to prove it to anybody. <laughs> I love that. And I love that. theory. It's just like the act as if theory. It's so funny because yeah. people are like, oh, when am I going to feel this way? Or when am I going to feel confident? Well, it never happens. It never happens no. that way. No. It's always like, what are the things that confident people do? I think of that all the time because um, I notice for me when I feel, you know, out of place or awkward or whatever that is or, or insecure, which can happen a lot to me in different social settings, especially if I'm throwing myself into a lot of new things. It's like, I want to close off. And I'm like, I try to remember, okay, shoulders back. Okay. What do confident people do? How would they carry themselves? How would they look? And it's, it's like you act that way and you really start to feel that way. So I know that you work with so many women. Where do you hear most? Like, where does that lack of confidence come from and how do we start overcoming it? Yeah, it's, it's so true because this is the, I work with awesome female entrepreneurs all over the world. And so everyone's creating their business and everyone or has a successful business. And I find that whenever we're asked to put ourselves out there, because all the clients I work with, their brand is basically themselves like you, like your brand is yourself. My brand is myself. So I work with people like you and I health and fitness experts. I work with other coaches. I work with, um, even people that are producers and things like that, but everything is our own brand. And so when we put ourselves out there in the public media in social media and with blogs and things like that, I find that my clients can get so um, lack of confidence in that area of what are people going to think about me and what are they going to say and what if I don't have anything to say and what if I'm not good enough and that's where all the limiting beliefs start coming up <laughs> around confidence and so my uh, my experience is just like you said earlier that it's kind of fake it till you make it because it's not we're not all just born with confidence we don't just innately have it necessarily. Some people do. And in different areas, some people have it more. But it's building the muscle. I always say building, having confidence is just like going to the gym. You have to consistently work out the muscle and stretch yourself past your comfort zone in order to build the confidence. Mm -hmm. So that comes in in taking courageous action steps. And with my clients in, in particular, it's, it's they, my clients, they probably, get, they probably get so mad at me because we'll be on calls and they'll go, Okay, I want to I want to do this blog post, but I'm really scared, and I, I just don't know what people will say. And I go, well, then you know you have to do it. 
Like if you say you're scared to do it, then you have to do it. And they're like, oh my God, why do you do this to me? (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way we grow is when Mm -hmm. we do something scary and out of our comfort zone, that's where the juice is. And that's how we build the confidence. Mm. I love that. I always view it as like a little gift, like, okay, go where the fear is. And, and truly it's, it's the greatest guide ever. Sometimes when you're like, gee, I just don't know what to do today. Or I don't know where I should put my energy. It's like, scan your life for everything that you have fear around. And that's where you should go. <laughs> yes. It's so true. So okay. True. So I love just, you, you know, you really bring that energy into your everyday life. So do you wake up that way or do you have things that you do to get into that mode of just like fierce confidence? Because I'm telling you, you guys, you, I mean, she, you bring it to the gym even. And I'm like, oh my God, like that just makes me want to toss my hair back, like, and walk, walk taller. So what do you do to get into that mode? Oh, I, gosh. Okay. It's so, it's so interesting because I've had to break down because since I do teach others how to be more confident, to live in their confidence, I, d- I have had to break down my strategy because people ask me this. They go, how do you be so confident? And I'm yes. thinking, I just figure it out and do it. But then I was like, wait, I have to figure out actually what I do so I can help others. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is, okay, let me, the first thing is my whole point of view in my business and coach my, you know, my, I'm a rock your life coach. I work with amazing women all over the planet. I'm my whole purpose for this is to be of service. Mm -hmm. So I have to start my day with asking the question, how can I serve in a powerful way today? Mm. And how can, you know, how can life use my gifts and talents to support others in their upliftment? So, so my whole point of view is about how can I be of service? And that's the first key step because then it's not about me. Mm And if I'm actually here to be of service in a powerful way, and for everyone who's listening, whatever whatever it is we're doing, it's it's how can I serve in a powerful way? Whether you know somebody listening has a business or works for a business or is an amazing mom or dad or whatever the, their you know calling and purposes in life, it's all if you if you come from it from a place of how can I be of service, then we get outside our own personality, mm. and then I let that drive me. So then, how can I be of service? turns into, you know, if, if how can I be of service means I have to make a scary phone call. I call them scary phone calls. They're not actually scary. But like if you have to call someone, for instance, if you were, you know, wanted to call Richard Branson to be on your podcast, mm-hmm. it might be a little scary. You yeah. know, you might be like a little intimidated. And that's what I call a, a scary <laughs> phone call. It's like, who do you have to reach out to or talk to that might be out of my comfort zone? And so uh, then I do that. And, it, and it's kind of, no matter what, you know, because if, it, if that's how I'm to be of service, then that's how I'm to be of service, period. So I'm always stretching myself. And it's funny that you say, you know, you talk about the gym because we do see each other at the gym. And that's a place where I practice it mm. because innately I can get really shy and introverted uh, sometimes when I'm in public, which I know seems opposite, but that's where I have to push myself mm. is when I'm at the gym, if um, I'm, call it stretching or working out next to someone and I will, I will, I, consciously say, I'm going to speak to this person and try to, you know, be funny or I don't know, connect or in some way, even if it's outside my comfort zone, because I have to continually push myself into situations that are uncomfortable in order to get comfortable in them. Mm. That is everything what you just said. And, you know, 
there is a common theme through everyone who's been super successful that I've interviewed. And that is they use the opportunities that life gives them every day to grow. And you know, the gym for a lot of people is like, okay, I'm going to the gym. But once you start realizing the gifts that we have every single day, that is such an opportunity. I mean, there's people there everywhere that we could force ourselves to connect with or, you know, try new things in front of people or see how much ego we can let go of or see how much we could brighten someone's day. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, what a great spot you in the one hour you can do like all of your self-development. <laughs> oh yeah. They don't know that. Yeah. The membership I'm paying is all for my own personal development. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Equinox coaching. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It's a good example. Cause even with you, I was thinking about when I first met you, cause I would see you at the gym and you're so fit, obviously, and you're so like this superstar. And I didn't know who you were. And I just remember I thought I was a little intimidated because you're so fit and you're so pretty and you're so obviously know what you're doing. And I and I thought I have to talk to her because I'm intimidated. So I mm-hmm. thought I ha- that was a thing where I had to push beyond my comfort zone and reach out and connect to break my wall of intimidation. So I remember I just said to you, I was like, oh, are you a fitness model? Because it's like you're super cut. And, <laughs> and we just started talking and, you know, here we are. So that's kind of what I do. And that's actually what I have my clients do mm-hmm. is start small and the practicing of reaching out, of, of engaging with life in a powerful way. Because when we can start, like you said, life brings us the opportunities. So if, if whenever we're in an opportunity in daily life to engage with life in a powerful, courageous way, it gets reflected. It just, it just builds that confidence, whether it's at the grocery store or Starbucks or, or uh, at the school or wherever it is, but really taking those opportunities to step into something courageous or it obviously in business, there's a million ways to do that. Oh my gosh, girl, we could so dig into this because, you know, that, that entire scenario of you and I meeting. So here I am on the other side going, oh my gosh, this woman is like clearly so confident. And, you know, I felt it immediately and I'm thinking something totally different and I'm nervous to even talk to you. It's so funny what is actually going on in those scenarios and to be able to, when, when you actually do connect the beauty that happens within that, you know, I'm so, so grateful that you did that because just by you doing that, um, it made me want to connect with other people. It made me want to show up in a more friendly, open way because I loved your energy. So, I mean, so many opportunities, just like you said, Starbucks lines, coffee, (laughs) anything, everywhere, just engage with people. Even I find, you know, when I'm taking a walk, um, sometimes I'll walk past someone and you make eye contact and you look down right away. And I'm like, why did I do that? Like actually look at someone and see them and let them know you saw them and smile. And those alone, Like just, I find it's crazy how people can't even keep eye contact. So just practices throughout daily life. So let's talk about that though. So the the risk of going up to people, because this is what stops people. I know this is what stops me is like, okay, what if this person rejects me or thinks I'm a weirdo or I trip up my words again and I just seem like a freak? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like these are all the things. So what what do you um, teach around that? Just different yeah. things to kind of work through it. Yeah, well, great. Because it is so prevalent in day-to-day life when we engage with people and then online too, where you know I'm sure a lot of your audience has their own business and it's building their businesses. Mm -hmm. And so that thing about posting on social media and, you know, sharing themselves on social media or reaching out to other businesses to partner with or other people in the industry, there's that fear of 
what if I get rejected? What if they don't like me? What if they think I'm a freak? What if they think if, what if, they think if I'm weird? So two things. Again, I go back to how can I be of service? And if that is truly how the point of view that runs through, um, that, that guides us, then we have to be of service, period. Whether that means uh, getting quote, and I'm, I'm having air quotes right now, getting rejected. Because this whole thing of getting rejected is, is literally false. Mm-hmm. And if I could just have every person listening and every one of my clients really understand this and get this, it's a, it's a game changer. That there's no such thing as rejection. Mm-hmm. There's Because every single person's reaction and what I really coach my clients around is that is allowing everyone their own experience and their own projections, that it has nothing to do with me. So it's kind of like the Don Miguel Ruiz Four Agreements. Don't take anything personally. What someone else <laughs> thinks of you is actually none of your business. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I use that all the, I think of that all the time, but... <laughs> Once, are you ready for the butt? Because I know yeah. people are saying this. They're sitting here and they're like, but, but, yes. What? Yes. but what about when they do say something and it really hurts and it really, they, because a lot of times I know that when people are close or right on top of exactly what they're called to do, something will happen. Resistance will come. Someone they love will say something that cuts straight to the core, straight to their character character. Um, you know, they just go for the jugular. And I believe that that's a test obviously to see how much you want to do it and how much you want to serve because there's so much responsibility that comes with it. So how can we prepare those people? Yeah, that's really great. And I love, I love the butt. I call them the big butts, you know, how to, how to move through your big butt. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, Yeah. So the thing is with, with, when things like that, okay, so here's the deal. Um, if life is this grand experience of oppor- it just hands us opportunities to grow. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so here's a here's a way to describe it. If 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 I'm here to learn confidence, if one of my lessons here in life is to learn to be more confident, then I'm not given situations where I'm just confident because that's just easy. I wouldn't learn anything. I wouldn't grow. If if one of my reasons for being on this planet is to actually grow into my confidence, I'm going to be given a million situations to grow the muscle of confidence. Mm, awesome. So just knowing that, people kind of knowing that up front does help. Mm-hmm. Really understanding because people think it's going to be easy, but it's like, well, what, I don't want to say it's going to be hard, but whatever we're here to learn, it's not handed to us because then we don't learn anything from it. Mm. So if I'm here to learn um if I come in with uh, lessons to learn of being, of feeling unworthy, of like really of to own my worth and to be in my worthiness, I'm not going to grow up feeling totally worthy all the time because then I'm not going to learn that lesson. I have to grow up in a situation where I'm kind of reflected unworthiness and have to really figure it out for myself and really trust and own it. So it's the same thing with confidence. So knowing, first of all, that situations are always going to come up to continue to build that muscle of confidence and, and, and really trust in self are always going to be happening. It's good to know that up front to kind of know like there's not a free ride here. There's not a free ride for anybody in the lessons that we have to learn. Um, so knowing that and then when it happens, it's really having so much compassion for self, for ourselves in that moment. Because what can happen is if we um, – for instance, somebody puts something out there on, uh, or, you know, and I know family is kind of a, a place where this shows up for my clients, the people that are closest to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you an example. One of my clients, um, 
um, a lot of my clients are married, but one of them's married and, and her husband isn't super supportive. He kind of is like, oh yeah, you're cute business. Like he kind of, he doesn't really understand fully and doesn't support her fully in the expansion that she, of her business and her creations. And so she doesn't share a lot with him because it is a little, it's a little close to home and it kind of hurts her heart mm. when he, she doesn't get that feedback that she desires. So <clears throat> with her, it's continuing to be so compassionate with self and so loving, and really that's the time to go c completely internal and turn towards self. Mm -hmm. Instead of uh, making it about the person, because again, the person, what they do is none of your business. And it's really challenging to sit in that place, but the way that we do it, the way that we actually move through it, is to go within and see what do I make that mean about myself. So if someone says, I go, oh, I'm posting a blog about you know, how to get more fans on Facebook. And my husband says, that's stupid. Why would anybody read that? Mm -hmm. And it cuts to my core. Then I have to go inside and say, okay, I'm super upset right now. And what am I making this mean about myself? Mm. Because my teachers always say, how you relate to the issue is the issue. So the, how you relate to the issue is the issue. Oh, so that's the good. Right? <laughs> Read that. How you relate to the issue is the issue. Oh, because, man. Do you see? So it's not about what he said. It's not about him saying, why'd you do that? That's stupid. Mm -hmm. It's about what, how I'm relating to myself. So as, if I relate to myself in that moment and go, oh, my God, he's right. I do suck. What am I doing? I'm so stupid. I'm never going to make it. That's how I'm relating to myself. That's the messages I'm telling myself. And that's where the transformation happens. All right. So as I scan my life, I'm just coaching myself here. <laughs> yeah. So good. Oh, I love that. It See, it makes it really pointed. Like it, it says exactly how you can start being aware because yes. the second it's just so powerful. I mean, self-awareness is everything. The second we can see what's setting us off, why is it setting us off? It's like, oh, wow, why am I reacting that way to something that could mean something totally opposite to this person? Yeah. It's always their stuff, always, right? We're yes. only reacting to life because we're reacting to how we feel internally yes. or what's happening. So that's so interesting. Okay, you br this brings... So I, oh, I, go ahead. So quick to tag on to that, I always ask my clients, What I mean, always, I say, they'll go, well, you know, I'm scared of this thing or I don't want to do this thing or somebody said this thing and I go, what are you making it mean about yourself? Mm. And they'll go, oh, I'm, I'm making it like my clients um, when she doesn't get a job that she's up for a promotion or something. And she, and she won't like she didn't get it. And she go, and I go, what are you making it mean about yourself? And she's like, basically that I'm not good enough. Mm. So that's that's where we start the healing. That's where we start transforming life is we can get to the core. If she has a limiting belief that says I'm not good enough. Oh, my God, that's running through every area of life. Mm. So that's where we do the work to, to heal those limiting beliefs that are hiding on the surface. And then when we heal those, then what other people say doesn't matter as much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we have more confidence because we're like, oh, whatever. Some people are going to like what I say and some people don't. So yeah. whatever. Which means more action, just more action. And it's a numbers game. Just like any, like more, the more action that you take, the more likely you are to get the response that you want. So I love that when you, when you go find that limiting belief, it's not going to close the door anymore on you without having you realize what it is. Like, why do I keep shutting myself down? So what great 
pointed questions those are. I love that. Okay, so you talked about trust and trusting um, yourself, you know, especially around when you are going to take those leaps in trying on your new confidence, in putting that post out, in that blog post where you just feel like it hit you in the soul, you're ready to put it out there, but all of a sudden... (laughs) Those thoughts come in, um, you know, maybe where we're judging ourselves. So how do we know that those initial hits, um, you know, are there feelings that you feel in your body? How can we learn to to trust ourselves more? Okay. How can we learn to trust ourselves more? And okay. I love this because, (laughs) (laughs) because every single one of us has this innate intuition that is so guided and is so pure. And what I see happening is people tend to turn away from it Mm -hmm. instead of listening. So it's, it's, if, if the, um, if the inspiration, you know, and I know so many people that come to bliss project and listen to your podcasts are really desiring to have their own businesses or do or create what they're really excited about in life, what they really desire. So for instance, because I see on your Facebook page, I see what people do, you know, after they come to Bliss Project. And so I see that, for instance, if someone has the inspiration in a moment to create a blog, if that desire and that inspiration is brought forward in that moment, it's so pure and it's so clearly from life, God, spirit, universe, whatever we want to call it. And, and so when we follow that desire and we follow that intuition, then it continues to expand. What I see happening often is people will follow that intuition for a minute and then all the limiting beliefs will come in and shut it down. And so how we trust ourselves is we start listening to ourselves more. We start listening. We start making our experience of self and our whispers from life and our... Um, dreams and are the truth of who we are, we start listening to that more. And that's the first step in really trusting is listening to that intuition. For instance, anyone listening can do this right now. If you think of um, something that you're really excited about in life. So uh, one thing I'm really excited about in life is, oh, I'm creating a new video series on something. Um, So I'm really excited about this new video series I'm creating. So that inspiration came on on a plane ride on the way home a couple weeks ago. Mm. And I, I went, Oh my God, I can't wait for this. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. So, so when we if everyone right now thinks about something they're really excited about and feel how that feels in our body and like, it probably feels sparkly and we probably feel it in our belly, kind of like excitement and our heart rate, heart rate might like speed up a little bit and we just feel a little more playful. So that's, that's life. That's life force coming through us in this moment, each of us with this thing that we're excited about in life. So then if, if we think about in the next moment, the re, all the reasons I can't do it, which I, you know, for me right now, I'd be like, oh, God, it's so much work. And <laughs> oh, God, then I got to figure out how to do a funnel for it. And oh, my God, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, God I got to figure out my outfits to wear. And <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then, so then I can. So then when you think about the things that come in to block it, the energy, you can feel it completely drops. Mm-hmm. Like I feel it right now, like my belly drops, my kind of shoulders drop. I'm kind of like, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. so in just that, you know, last 60 seconds, you can see how your intuition, your body tells you 
what is true and what is pure and, and what is joyful and exciting and also tells you like what's not cool mm-hmm. and what's kind of, you know, the wrong path. So really trusting ourselves starts with listening to self and listening to that intuition in such a sweet, pure way. I love that. And I can, I can actually it, like, literally, I love it because it is something so tangible, um, that you feel and we know it because it's directed through, you know, our feelings in our body. And it feels like a, yeah, like it just feels like your body is screaming. Yes. Like if it could say it, it would. Right. So how do you, how do we get back to the place of yes, when the other things settle in or when the mundane starts, <laughs> let me just say, I'm thinking about writing my book right now where it's like, <laughs> that is like a yes for me. It's like a, I can't fathom my life without doing it. It doesn't matter how hard it is. But then when I go to sit at the computer, it's like, okay, Lori, get back to that place of yes, that's going to keep you going, you know, when, <laughs> because then the hard stuff sets in. So do you have exercises around keeping the yes burning? Yes. I have yeses on how to keep a yes. <laughs> okay. Here's the deal with the yeses and the, the divine inspiration. It's not that you're going to have the yes burning all the time. In fact, you probably won't mm-hmm. because again, it doesn't, it's not a free ride. So this is where commitment comes in. And this is where accountability comes in. This is why I coach because my clients are all doing what you say, exactly what you're saying. They want to write a book. They wanted to write a book for 20 years, but never wrote the book. So I'm like, okay, well, let's write the book. And then they're like, but I, don't, I got all these reasons. And I'm like, but you want to write the book. So like, are we going to write the book or not? You know, so we're working on the inner limiting beliefs, but also the outer action steps because spirit meets us at our point of action. Mm. So it's not like you're going to sit down every day and be like, I can't wait to write for a couple of <laughs> <laughs> insane like there's no way that's gonna happen mm-hmm. I mean just anyone who's an author I'm sure you've interviewed lots of authors and all authors speak of this like they just sit down and write mm-hmm. they just sit in front of the computer for two hours period I remember um Stephen Pressfield speaks of this in the war of art yes. uh, you know right he just sits down to write whether or not he wants to or not it's commitment to to the process and that's what I find is it might be the most important part of moving through resistance in creation of the things that we desire is committing and taking action. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's not easy. I will just say it is not easy to do on your own for sure. Uh, that's why it's great if you have a coach or you have a partner or you have an accountability partner or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. I, I, <laughs> my gosh, there's so much of that. That's, you know, spirit meets you where the action is. And I always think about, okay, you want this and you want to feel this way, but the only thing that's actually going to move you through is that action. (laughs) So there's massive resistance, but with resistance, I've equated it so much now because I've had to move through so much of it. Obviously, if you're going to try to get anything in your life, um, different from what you have right now, um, I just really, when I feel resistance, I know that there's something magical on the other side. So I just put myself in, I love it. Gretchen Rubin says she puts herself in jail. Um, (laughs) 
So I'm like, you are in writing jail right now, or you are in podcasting jail. And I know it might sound negative, but it makes sense to me. So in my mind, it's you, this is what you're doing right now. If you want to get out, you've got to work through this. So you've got to move through. I don't know why that works for me. It probably might not work for some, but whatever you need to do to know that that resistance is meeting you because it has something to give you if you sit with it long enough. Yes, yes, yes. And this is another, this is another way that people can move through the resistance to get to the other side because it's commitment, it's action. The resistance is probably going to be there. So knowing that upfront, knowing it's not going to be like easy breezy is like, okay, probably gonna have some resistance. And what you said is, is key. What I encourage my clients to do is again, they always get mad at me because I'm like, um, how is this a Christmas gift for you? This, <laughs> <laughs> like this challenge right now that seems so intense and so hard and it's so frustrating. And I go, it's life handing you a Christmas gift mm-hmm. of something is wanting to be revealed and healed and grown into. So if you open the Christmas gift and you really get curious about the resistance, what is the resistance saying? And generally, Lori, when we get underneath what the resist it's kind of like I was saying earlier, what are you making this mean about you? How you relate to the issue is the issue. So generally when the resistance comes up, people think it's just resistance. People go, my clients will go, I just don't, I just can't sit down and write. And I, and so when we start to dive underneath why they can't sit down to write or why the resistance is there or what's actually happening, it generally comes down to, I don't think I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I'm worthy. I don't think I deserve to have this, you know, career of my dreams. So again, the resistance is a gift. It's not resistance. It's the Christmas gift. And when we unwrap the Christmas gift and inside is the beautiful treasure of a limiting belief that says, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I don't deserve this. Mm. Then we have the opportunity to heal that and move through it. And then the resistance isn't as strong. Mm. I'm just going to share mine so people can kind of understand and hopefully they relate. So when you say, uh, you know, the resistance around writing is typically something deeper. When I analyze it, it's always, I'm not smart enough, or is this story interesting? Am I interesting enough? And the thing is, is that I'm never going to be able to grow if I don't actually have a place to be able to grow from. So if I don't just write the story, if I don't just write what I have in my head, I can never send that to my editor to get the assessment back to tell me what I need to do more of or where I could move in the direction or how I could grow or have a coach look at it. You have to get that out. You have to do that initial step. So that is so amazing because it's, it is always that. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if yeah. you don't feel good enough or you don't feel smart enough, are you going to mope in that? Or are you going to go to a place where you just begin so you can grow? Oh yeah. Love. And I think it's also, even with that, I love that I'm not smart enough. I have a client who deals with that all the time. She always thinks she's not smart enough. And one of the things that I have her do also is I go, well, how will you know? Yeah. Like, how will you know if you're smart enough? And she'll give me all these reasons. Like for you, it could be, oh, I'll know I'm smart enough when I get my book published. Because <laughs> <laughs> you like, it's so not true. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with you being smart enough. So when we can start to really um, question those thoughts, and, and really, even for you, it's like, what's underneath I'm smart enough? Yeah. I have a feeling there's something else underneath there that's covering. It's co- like if you're not smart enough, then what does that mean about you? Mm. Yeah, your fear of judgment, fear of people. Um, but basically, fear of people saying you're not smart enough or, oh, you were homeschooled through high school or why would I listen to you? Yeah, there's one. Right. Mm-hmm. You were homeschooled through high school. Why would I listen to you? Mm-hmm. 
Great. Welcome to our coaching session. It just got <laughs> real. <laughs> yeah. So, so, okay, great. So can mm-hmm. I just share with you what, yeah, I'd love it. What's next. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of get there of like what I hear in that is the, the, you know, homeschooled, why would anyone, why would anyone listen to me? So there's still judgment held around this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what is your judgment around it? Um, just the old idea is that if you don't have a formal education that you, um, you know, you're not worthy, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I guess, of jobs or of people's attention or, and I can kind of figure out where that came from. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yep. So if I don't have a formal education, I'm not worthy and you can mm-hmm. fill in the blank, but it's basically, I'm not worthy. Right. And so, you know, what I work with the clients is really when we start getting, like you see right now, how kind of easy it is to get under the surface to see what's actually, it's like looking under the hood of the car. Mm-hmm. And it's really the forgiveness of, you know, the, the next step in moving through these limiting beliefs and creating more confidence, creating more trust in self, all of it, creating more worthiness is forgiving ourselves from such a deep place. But it's not forgiveness how we're generally taught. We're generally taught. I forgive that person for yelling at me. I forgive so-and-so for making me mad. But that's not actually forgiveness because the, forget, the what is happening is the judgments on ourselves is where the pain comes in. Mm. So it's never about the other person and what they did. It's about what, again, what we're making it mean about ourselves, how we're judging ourselves, how we're judging that person. That's where the pain comes in. So for instance, in what you're experiencing, it's, the forgiveness is I forgive myself for ever having bought into the belief mm-hmm. that if I'm homeschooled, then I'm not worthy. Mm-hmm. Because somewhere along the lines uh, in our lives, these, these limiting beliefs get locked in, and it's generally at very early ages. And they get locked in. We don't even know where they come from. And then we play them out for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. until they work with someone like me or a coach or you know personal development and, and can really free ourselves from these. But the real self-forgiveness comes in, I forgive myself for judging myself as not worthy. Mm-hmm. I forgive myself for buying into the misinterpretation of reality that I need a formal education to be worthy. Mm-hmm. Do you see the difference mm-hmm. in how forgiveness is generally taught? Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's so much more freeing and direct and your soul feels it. It does. Just like, just like when we were talking about the inner knowing, it's like the inner knowing of, whoa, this is what was missing because you, I can search externally all day long, wishing something could have been different or someone could say something to me to validate me. And it just is never going to happen. So it's all got to come from me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So beautiful. I hope that, I hope that, um, you know, just grabbing onto that, a few of those sentences that, that you gave are so powerful. So if you're dealing with anything like that out there, definitely just using some of those key sentences that she just said and using them, you know, whenever those things come up is, is the most powerful way to reprogram. So yeah. that brings me perfect, perfect bridge Arian to, you know, because that was a limiting belief of mine for so long. And of course they can still come up. They still haunt you even when you do work around it. Um, but it's just a reminder to continue the work always. Um, and I just want to point that out. Like, I actually don't mind anymore. I'm excited about it because it reminds me just of, okay, more work around that. Or, wow, I can relate to people through this. Or, wow, this is maybe the lesson I teach for the day because I'm still dealing with it. Um, and, and that you never, ever feel like you are just 
I'm healed. <laughs> Yeah. By the grace of God, I'm a perfect human. So it's always these great things that we get to learn from. But this is the perfect bridge to ask you about how we can try to have more fun. Because for me, I'm just going to share with you. Um, so because of that, I thought that I had to take myself super serious, right? I thought that I just had to to be... Um, I don't know, just really make sure that I'm, I'm showing up conservative in my dress and making sure people take me serious and how I speak. And all of a sudden, this fun part of me that it is truly who I am at the core, I would say it's the biggest part of my personality. I like destroyed her. I killed her soul and I didn't let her come out. So for a long time, I was like, miserable. And now I'm slowly letting her out. So what are some things that people can do to add fun? <laughs> Well, you're accurate. Um, the way that I see that you having fun is um, you guys all got to follow Lori on Snapchat because that's where we see the real Lori come out and it's a blast. Uh, that is it. <laughs> so I guess everybody has to join Snapchat. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Chris, I can be like, I can totally be hilarious for 15 seconds at a time because then it's over. <laughs> That's awesome. I can be funny for 15 <laughs> seconds at a time. That's perfect. Okay, so I am the queen of fun. As you know, mm. I have fun everywhere I go. And that is because I make the fun. And this is, again, a, a way of, of life that I had to break down and figure out. Because people are always, they always ask me, how do you have so much fun? Like, you're always laughing. And I am. I kind of am laughing all the time at mm. whatever it is. And I mean, of course, I have my days where I'm like, wow, life is hard <laughs> and whatever. But, you know, for the most part, I would say 99% of the time, I'm pretty joyful. And my best friend is who helped me dissect this because she goes, I only laugh when I'm around. I'm only funny when I'm around you. You're because it's because you're so funny. And I said, no, 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 no. It's because I create the fun. So we kind of, cause like, for example, she was waiting for other people to entertain her. Mm. And I said, no, 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 you got it backwards. You got to create the fun. And again, you have to practice it. So it's for my clients that want to have more fun in life. It, I literally have them practice. And what that looks like is when you again, you go to the places you go in life. The grocery store is a great place to practice having fun. You know, I, I said, if they're playing a great song in the grocery store, why don't you just start shaking your groove thing in the aisle? And then when what you know what happens is the next person starts laughing and shaking their groove thing in the aisle. And some people might look at you like you're crazy, but again, it has nothing to do with you. It's just <laughs> building the muscle of fun. Mm -hmm. So it's just like building confidence. It's cre it's finding ways to create more fun and engagement in life as you are right now. And it, you might have to push yourself out of the comfort zone. Like you did on Snapchat. Like you're like, okay, I can be funny for 15 seconds. So I'm going to start there, which is awesome. <laughs> that is so true. It's so true. Chris, you know, it's funny because in our marriage, Chris and I have fun every, like we are nonstop laughing because that's our, our place where we, um, feel safe. And that's our circle to have fun. And we're always like, oh my gosh, like we could be a full reality show. And if people really knew what we were like, they'd be so scared. And then I was like, wait, or they'd love it. And it would remind them to have fun too, because I really believe everybody has it in them, whether you think you're funny or not, to just be goofy and be light. And it's just, it makes everything so much better because really the worst situations can be fun. I mean, I've been rear-ended before and been like, all right, well, I, maybe you don't call it fun, but it's just, it's light, right? It's like, yeah. whatever, life could be worse. Like I'm still alive. Thank God. Are you just whatever light, airy, fun. And I try to think of that through everything. So if I start feeling heavy, 
Um, you're so right because it is about you bringing the fun and you reminding yourself. And again, Arian, it just goes back. I love that you brought this. I, I think the biggest thing through this whole conversation has just been choosing to use life as a practice to be better in what you want. And I can't tell you how much that came through with all that you do and all your coaching. And it's so practical and it's so tangible and it is about having fun and being present. So, um, you know, before we wrap up, I have a few questions and I also have a few, um, I want to see if you have anything else that you want to add to people's day. Yeah, I have great things I want to add to people. I just want everyone to be amazing. Er. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We need a shirt that says that or a coffee mug. Right. Be amazing. Er. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, I am the rock your life coach. So I'm all about, you know, rocking your life. And you know, it's so I'm so glad about all the things we talked about today, because especially when we're talking about the self-forgiveness, because it's so powerful and so rich. And it's really where I find the juices to heal and to shift and transform. And I created for your, for everyone that's listening, I created a video series on how to bust through your limiting beliefs. It's a four part video series that is easy and it's awesome to watch. I have a PDF to go. It has exercises kind of about everything we talked about today. So uh, everyone can go on and download that and you'll have it in the show notes, but it's arianfreebie.com. It's just my name, A-R-R-I-A-N-E, freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E.com. And you'll love it. Everyone will love it because it just walks you through how to A, identify your limiting beliefs and understand what's happening within you with through exercises and then how to clear them and heal them and reframe them into something more positive and then we then I do a whole video on the self-forgiveness and how to really go in deep and really do the work to transform them so that will be available for everyone listening Mm. You guys definitely go and download that because I can tell you it just, I mean, to even that, that, um, beginning awareness or no matter where you're at, actually, I think it's so vital to always be checking in. So to have something like that is awesome. Thank you so much for giving that to our listeners and where can we find you, follow you, all that good stuff. What platform do you love to be on? Yeah, my favorite platform is Facebook. So I'm at facebook.com backslash Arian Alexander. And that's kind of my favorite place to hang out. Uh, I am on Snapchat too. I'm on all of them. I'm on business <laughs> show. I'm on all of them. I love Snapchat. It's super fun behind the scenes. So I'm at Arian Alex there. And then of course, Twitter and Instagram as well. But I would say my main platform is our Facebook and Snapchat right now. Awesome. Okay. So what are you most grateful for right now in your life? I am most grateful for the work that I do. Mm. It is, you know, when I go for walks at the beach, which I do quite regularly, I'm always in awe that I live in Santa Monica by the beach and I get to enjoy this gorgeous sunshine in the beach. And always what comes in is I, I'm honored to do the work that I do with, with people all over the world because it makes, it brings tears to my eyes right now that, Mm. that, that life uses me in such a powerful way that I get to literally support people in transforming their lives. Mm. And I don't take that lightly. And it's not me. You know, I'm very clear. I have skills and talents, but I just let the light flow through me in order to be of service in a powerful way. And I just feel so humbled that uh, I get to do this work, that I'm honored to do this work. And that really is what I have so much gratitude for right now. Mm, So beautiful. And, you know, it uses you because you said yes. So whether it's flowing through you (laughs) from something else, you just, you say Yes. And you are someone who I just, I literally, I'm so grateful for. And I really, um, use you as an inspiration because you do say yes 
to ever, I mean, pretty much anything and everything get, that gets thrown at you. So last question before we wrap. Yeah. Um, you are on an elevator and you only have a 30 second ride with someone and they look over at you and they say, how can I make myself happy? What do you answer? Ah, oh, what a glorious question. How can you make yourself happy? Okay. Be so present to this moment of this moment exactly as it is and breathe in this moment to get so present to our senses, our surroundings, our, what we're hearing, what we're listening to, what we're tasting in our mouths, feeling the air on our skin and allowing that to bring us back to the truth of who we are, which is glorious in this moment of that life has brought us to this moment that is so glorious that it is giving us this gift of life right now. And when we can start there of just the presence of what is and acceptance of what is, then the happiness is just there. The peace is just there. Mm, thank you so much. Arian, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're so welcome. What a <laughs> time. You're so amazing. Oh, I'm so grateful for you. And you guys, if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it, tweet it, reach out to Arian. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life life. 
It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthday.com slash Lori. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start 
which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part, and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you got to go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.